I didn't know if I even really existed. But I do. What the fuck is so funny about me, Tony? You can't handle the truth! episode 219 <clears throat> excuse me i don't have i don't have a lot of watches this, this last week but i still i wanted to wanted to talk to y'all um i've been i've been working on that she said movie um it's on peacock now i watched the documentary the hatchet wielding hitchhiker we'll talk about that i uh, finished george and tammy on showtime still rocking tulsa king and those other shows watched the gervonta davis hector garcia pay-per-view uh, finished that video game, The Quarry. So, yeah, other than that, not a whole lot that I will be talking about for the sh- uh, for movies and shows. Um, gosh, yeah, I uh, was looking at. Uh, I want to say it was. Inst- I'm usually on Instagram. It's either Instagram or Twitter, but I was reading this thing that said uh, Fifty Cent is working on. Um, Bring an eight mile, the, t- the the movie we're all familiar with, starring Eminem, to, to a TV series, and it had me super interested. And I, I was having a conversation with somebody about it because the question attached to it was, you know, is this something we need? You know, and so I actually dove into the comments on it for a little bit, and it had mixed feelings. A lot of people are saying, you know, they don't need it, and others are saying, if he's working on it, it's going to be great. You know. And so I saw somebody say that Aaron Paul uh, is the only guy who could play Eminem. <laughs> it, it's had me wondering. I was like, who the hell would play B-Rabbit? And I, I got into a a thought process of it, it could be, it, it really could be dope if they do it right. I I think if they had it like the uh, the, the little club that they do the, the battles in was like today, today, like this kind of thing, and like M made like a special appearance in the middle or the end of the season, like as B rabbit, like coming back to host the battles. I think something like that would be dope, but I'm definitely keep my eye out for that. Cause I, I loved eight mile. That movie was the world to me when it came out. Fucking that, that soundtrack every time those, those train horns or whatever they are went off. Like, Oh my dude. Oh my God. It just life changing moments for me and he- heavily impactful for, the music I, I made, I'm a huge Eminem fan anyways, but the 8 Mile movie, I'm pretty sure I saw it two or three times in theaters, countless times when I bought the DVD. I probably bought the DVD two or three times because I fucking watched it so much. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that to see what they do. I got into some clickbait bullshit and I didn't even want to give it any time, but I spent so much time looking at it and watching videos. I was like, I'm going to talk about this because it's irritating me. I've been seeing these things pop up in my feed about uh, Sylvester Stallone having issues with Creed three and not being in it. And it, what, what bothers me about this shit is what's the fucking point? I don't, I don't, I don't know why people are putting this shit together. Boredom. I don't know what the clickbait. I don't know what that motivation is, I guess. Um, Cause they're not, they're not selling it to get your attention to do anything, but misdirect you. I just don't get it. 
Now, I don't know Sylvester Stallone. I don't know Michael B. Jordan or anyone involved in these movies. But what was Sylvester Stallone made it clear he was not returning to the Creed movies. He made it clear. And and the story um, was that Michael B. Jordan, you know, this is his torch. It's his to take over now. He made that clear. So when the movie is, you know, set to release and it looks incredible, previews are hot, it's coming out in two months, you know, people are starting to come out with all these stories about how there's some kind of drama because Sylvester Stone's not involved. And I I don't know. I didn't want to waste my time discussing this hour spent time watching that video. And I, I had to vent because it just irritates the fuck out of me. I, the video I was watching was like clearly misguiding and taking things out of context. And I don't know if Sylvester Stallone has some issue with it now. I honestly don't give a fuck. I don't think he does. Um, I, 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 it just doesn't make any damn sense. So I don't know. I had to vent because I'm sick of clickbait. I just want, I want shit that I'm actually interested in and to come on my feed and when I click it I want to be able to trust that it's actually relevant and true or some some form of truth involved just just irritates the fuck out of me and speaking of things that irritate the fuck out of me <laughs> Dana White's statements I've, uh, I've been uh I talked about this in the last episode you know Dana White had the incident on New Year's Eve with his wife and you know I there's you know the updates where he's got more statements he's He's not stepping down. Um, you know, he's, I, I think one of the articles I was reading I really enjoyed was somebody was kind of going after all the people standing up for Dana White, saying, like, what? Dana White's not defending his actions. He's not making up excuses. He says he was wrong. So why are so many people out here trying to fight for him like he did nothing wrong? He did do something wrong. He did. And he knows it, and he's owned up. But now it's gotten even more interesting because he's – He's not gonna. He's not planning to take any time off. He spoke at how how if he took time off, it it would only punish everybody else, not him. And that was really interesting. Um, smooth way of operating. That that's for sure. Uh, and he said his real punishment will be labeled as the guy who hit his wife, and it's on video. You know, for as long as people want to remember that. And I don't know. It's interesting. I still. I still can't, it doesn't sit well with me. It still doesn't sit well. I don't, I don't care what you believe or what uh, Ari may have, I don't know what the fighters, are, I don't know what it is, but you know, whatever punishment there is for fighters, uh, it should go hand in hand for the, uh, the guy running the show. It's just not a good look, man. And I get it, but just take some time. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe, Maybe figure your shit out. And I, I know this is one of those cases where the the police weren't involved. This was a, a family matter that just happened to get caught on film. But it's still, it's a bad look. Um, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this shit? It's, ever, so many people are like, oh, well, if she hits you first, you know, you have the right. I don't, I don't believe that shit. I, I strongly believe you don't put your hands on a woman. Um, unless you're, like, defending your life. I don't, like... If you're if you're in danger in some of course you defend yourself but you don't put your hands on on a woman just out of reaction or frustration or these things it just don't make no sense to me and uh and yeah I'll leave that at that uh, uh, tomorrow tomorrow is the first UFC event since uh since it occurred and uh, first one of the year so I'm sure he'll be there front and center and we'll see we'll see how people react to having him present. There's a lot of mixed feelings out there. 
Um, gosh, I, I, this is blowing up on Twitter right now. Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea? I was, man, that's how long it's been since we've talked about her. Uh, launching her OnlyFans. Yeah, everybody's fucking talking about it. I, I, um, truly, I, I get blown away by some of this stuff where people are so judgmental still. I still, can't, I don't understand where all this hate comes from. I get I get pissed, and I'm, I guarantee I'm going to be that old guy on the porch who's uh, yelling and complaining about all this shit and the youth and all that, but I don't get why there's so much hate towards other people getting their hustle on, showing their titties, uh, making their money. I, I don't get it. If it has nothing to do with you, why, and it's not bothering your day-to-day, why does it bother you so much? There's just so much hate out there. And when it comes to this shit, it's like these, I don't know, these little pipsqueak fucks out there that just want to toss out the sluts and whores and all this shit. You're better than that. Don't belittle yourself to that. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, there's there's nothing belittling about, about sex work at all. Not at all. And when it comes to the OnlyFans, it's not even, it's not like they're just fucking getting railed. And even if they were, all power to them. But it's like Iggy's already got fucking nude leaks out there. She's already posed for some, you know, very, uh, what would you call them? I don't know, very classy nude style photos anyways in her career. So, yeah, let her get her fucking money. Uh, I don't know how her albums have been doing because I haven't heard her for quite some time. But, you know, it's it's blowing up the Internet right now. She's about to, she's about to make bank. I guarantee you that. Um, What else? What else? Before I dive into some other shit, uh, man, uh, I had a good session in the studio today. I'm actually probably going to let you guys preview uh, this rock song that I got for the album at the end of the show. So whoever sticks around for that, I got this track called Cigarettes and Bourbon, and it's it's just so dope. I'm so happy with it. This project has turned into something something really cool. I was working on, I was working on, so I was telling my guy, I'm working on my, my fucking brain right now, trying to figure out. Um, why I think the certain way I do, why, why my immediate reactions are certain ways. And you know, why my, my wife has to struggle, has to be the one to struggle with me so much. Cause I'm not figuring my shit out, you know, and it's like, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. And I've taken it out on too many damn people in my life. I'm sick and tired of it. I want to, I want to figure my shit out. So I, you know, towards the end of last year, I started working on this project started fucking with some edibles and started just writing and I was telling Moses in the Moses beats where I record the the music I was telling him today I was like you know this is like the first time I really remember recording music where it's just super vulnerable in a sad fashion rather than flipping it to anger channeling to that secondary emotion that I always have through all my life I was like I decided to open up a little differently on this one and and some of there's a lot more singing going on if you can call it that Moses got to make me sound good but um, then rapping for sure. I think I have one, maybe two songs that I'm actually doing any rapping on the rest of it's pretty, pretty much rockish, you know, some, there's almost some pop rock. Um, is that a word? Pop rock, pop rocks and soda, um, vibes on there, even almost a little country almost on a couple, but not much hip hop or not, not much rapping. I, I still bring everything to the foundation of hip hop for myself. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll debut not debut. I'll preview this uh, cigarettes and bourbon at the end of this show. See what you guys think. I I got one feature on this album. 
just one, and it is my 11-year-old, or 10-year-old, she'll be 11 when the album comes out, 11-year-old daughter, she uh, she hit me up oh, quite a while back about doing a song, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I wasn't in a place to make music at the time, and then when I started working on this, I had asked her, and she's like, nah, you know, nah, yeah, it takes too much time and effort, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you, you, you too busy, <laughs> you got too much going on, she's like, yeah, and then, uh, I think it was less than a week ago she had asked if we could still do a song i said hell yeah we found a beat and uh started writing it and uh showed her like a, my idea she loved it so i'm stoked for that so she'll be the only feature on the album it's a very special song for me uh, i don't have a title yet for it uh probably won't release it anyways until i have the cover art finished and we're aiming for may 5th um looking forward to it that's kind of been my thing, the single to mile release for quite some time. So, uh, all right, let's get into some shit I've been watching. Um, like I said, I was watching the She Said show um, on Peacock. I I saw it when it came out to theaters. Well, I saw that it was in theaters. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, I watched Bombshell and um, I watched that Victoria's Secret documentary. All this stuff where, and we we all know about Epstein and all this shit going on and Donald Trump stuff. And so none of it's really surprising. The timing of the movie, I think, you know, they, they played it out right where it's like, oh, it's a hot topic right now. And I love it. It's more information. Um, the movie's just kind of slow moving for me. I don't know if I'm just not vibing for that energy right now. But I'm only like halfway through the movie and that's not like me. I've, I've watched it three times and I think I'm only about 45 minutes in. Every time I'm like, nah, I'm just not feeling this right now. But it's 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 good, and I think it's worth a watch, if, especially if you are unaware of you know the amount of uh, just fucked up shit our females have to go through in general. But especially like I like in the movie so far, the reporter talks about you know these are high profile celebrities that are reporting this stuff happening to them. Just imagine about all the ones that aren't. Um, rich and famous you know that are a part of these movie sets and the the crew and all that shit and it's, it's just sickening when you look at it like that you're like fuck there's just so much so many scumbags out there and so many ways out for those scumbags uh it's just something's got to be done about it i don't know what it is right now but it's something's got to be done about it um, and then this uh this documentary i'm pretty excited to talk about the hatchet wielding hitchhiker Oh, Kai. Oh, Kai. So this just came out on Netflix, and it's about a young man who goes by the name Kai, and he is a he's a hitchhiker. He's homeless, and he's out in uh, California. Um, Dogtail, baby. That's what he talks about. Um, and he's, he's in a vehicle, and he happens to be riding past her while the driver runs his car off the road into like a construction area and like pinpoint or pins a guy, I guess, or something like that. I, I believe he nearly killed him or he did kill him. I'm not, I can't remember that part. Um, but I guess he got out of the car, started yelling about how he's Jesus and black people got to die and all this stuff. And excuse me. And then he went over and I guess was attacking a woman or and another woman. And so this kid Kai gets out and he goes and smash, 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 <laughs> smashes dude over the head with his hatchet. The first two times, I guess, was the the not the sharp ended sharp end of the the hatchet, but the the back end. 
And the last time, I guess he flipped it around and hit him with the sharp part and became a hero. He gave one interview to a reporter on scene and wouldn't speak to anybody else. And everybody wanted to wanted to talk to this kid. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel had his people looking for him. Uh, the the producers of the Kardashians had uh, people looking for him. They wanted to give him his own reality show, all this stuff. And it's, you know, back to the intertwine of Hollywood's sixth cycle of, God, let's get a piece of this money. Let's get a piece of this. And the whole documentary is following this kid of their, their search to find him. And when they do, you know, they... They don't know what they're getting into. You know, they, they got this, this regular guy. He's not, he's not trained for this screen. He's not scripted. He is, uh, he's been on the streets. He's clearly got stuff going on. He's struggling with addiction. Well, he's struggling with mental health stuff. He's been on the streets. His concept of life is not the same as yours. And they, they didn't seem to get it. And they, they thought it was just crazy that Hugh wasn't showing much interest in all the fame and money because that's not what mattered to him. And after they're working with him for a while and he's getting some, uh, some, a lot of attention, they end up finding out that he uh, killed somebody else and he claimed that he was raped by this person and it was self-defense, but the, the evidence is showing that he was... He kind of plotted it, you know, whether or not sexual assault occurred. Um, it looks like even after that occurred is when he returned and took care of it. And he may have been plotting with some Facebook posts and shit like that. But uh, I guess now he's serving 57 years, locked up right now, still working on his appeals. And I'm guessing those uh, Hollywood people and stuff from the late night shows probably aren't trying to help him anymore, which is fucked up because it's like, you know, you, you you bring him up trying to get a piece and then you leave him hanging. I don't know. Cause if he, if he had that support, I'm sure we'd be hearing a lot more about it, but, but it was a cool documentary. It was really interesting. I was, I was kind of high. I had an edible before it started and it kicked in pretty heavy. And I was, I, I really enjoyed it. Kai was quite the character. Um, I, I, it resonates with me a lot because I work very closely with the homeless population in my community and so I, when I'm seeing his behaviors, I'm like, I, that's exactly as I would expect somebody to, to behave if around a bunch of strangers, taking them different places and putting them in fancy rooms, all this shit, just hilarious. He pisses on everything. <laughs> it just, he sees a bottle of Jack and he's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. And he's going to chug that shit. That's yeah, why I, I want to do the same thing, bro. So yeah, I thought it was really cool though. Very interesting. And now I'm, now I'm wondering what's going on with this kid. So I'll probably be looking into it. But uh, his name's not actually Kai. I think it was Caleb Lawrence or something. Um, Caleb something, but he, I don't know. Uh, but I will forever remember him as Kai. His famous words of smash, smash, smash. Uh, let's see. I I saw a few shows are coming to an end, and the they announced the final seasons of Servant on Apple TV's coming out. I think it's the fourth season. Fucking love that show. The last the last season was really it's getting strange, but I got to finish it. Um, the first season I fucking loved it. The first season when I started drinking wine heavily, cause I just wanted to be like that guy. But, um, the final season of the Wu Tang, um, saga is coming on uh, Hulu. Um, the Mayans MC is coming to an end for season five, uh, a million little things. That's, that's the one I watched with my wife. I love that show. That's coming to an end, but all coming this year in 2023. 
Looking forward to that. I'm going to be checking out this fucking cartoon Velma on HBO. I saw horrible ratings, though. Uh, horror. I mean, I see some bad ones sometimes, but uh, IMDb had like over 4,000 ratings on the first episode. It was like 2.1 out of 10. That's terrible. So I'm still going to check it out and see what it's all about. Um, apparently, it's TV mature, so I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with this. And uh, finished George and Tammy on Showtime phenomenal fucking i even downloaded some of their songs like they're that that song they did the two-story house or two-story home whatever it's called just a beautifully written song they had some really good songwriters back there i was i was impressed and uh let's see i haven't started my never finished by david goggins book um yet because i want to get through this trejo one first and uh that chupa carter i'm reading with my daughter and then I finished that, the Quarry video game. Uh, that was so much fun. It took me about nine hours of gameplay. And uh, I, I made a few mistakes that kind of pissed me off. I had one specific specific one. I just, I swear, I went, almost went back into my teenage rage of, like, they glitched. <laughs> like they, I did not miss that shot. Are you fucking kidding me? But uh, I only had a couple survivors and a couple still infected. If you don't know about this game, it's... Uh, like until dawn um on ps4 i believe it was that game was dope as fuck it's like a fucking scary movie and you get a you know you make decisions throughout the game that affect the rest of the story and you know depending on how well you react to certain things you can survive or not and i'll never forget how much fun i had playing that game had so much fun i i think i watched my wife play at least some of it and then i wanted to play it again and then got a few more other ones like it. And then this one, I was waiting for it to go on sale, and it finally did. So uh, the quarry, I played it on PS5, and you're uh, camp, you're at a summer camp, and you're, um, you kick off with your two characters as you're trying to go to the camp at night early, and you get stopped by a police officer who's saying you you can't go a night early, go to the motel, and they don't listen. And then they end up getting attacked by something. And then uh, the summer camp goes to the last day of summer camp. And then all the kids are supposed to be getting out of there. And uh, they end up having to stay another night because the car isn't working. And then all that shit starts happening where something's hunting them down and they're trying to figure out what it is. Just cool, creepy woods, summer camp vibe. Not, not a, I was expecting a Friday, Friday the 13th um, kind of vibe being in the woods at a summer camp but it's not i don't want to spoil it for anybody but yeah lots of fun um let's see should i get into the fights yeah kind of a short episode dive into these fights i watched the Javante davis and hector garcia pay-per-view on showtime over my my brother-in-law got it i was so stoked we were having a birthday party for my sister-in-law her 40th and uh i was kind of accepting i wasn't going to see the fights and then we, we had it bootlegged on something for a little while, and it was kind of getting sketchy. And he looked at me, he's like, should we just get it? I was like, bro, I'll throw you half right now. So we got it. And uh, Demetrius Andrade, he, uh, or Andrade, Andrade, I never know how to say that name because everybody pronounces it differently. Um, he uh, he fought, uh, let's see, Desmond Nicholson, um, Rashin. I'm going to see. These are tiny words. Rashidi. Rashidi Ellis fought uh, Romain Villa. And Jaron Boots Ennis fought uh, Karen Chukajin. And then Javante Davis, of course, fought Hector Garcia. Um, I'll start with 
Andrade got the got the victory, unanimous decision. You know, he had a couple knockdowns, and though they weren't pretty, he got the victory. You know, I was I wasn't very impressed, um, I, but I never am with him. I don't know. I just don't think he's. I, I just think some other top guys in that, that division are just gonna kick his ass, and he says they're scared of him. I I don't know. And if that's the, I mean, I feel like David Benavidez whooped the shit out of him. So we'll see. I, I don't think he's anywhere close to Canelo. And I've heard him talk shit about Canelo ducking him. I'm like, Canelo, don't duck nobody. Uh, but uh, Villa pulled off an interesting decision as he seemed to be getting outpointed clearly on my end throughout most of that fight. Uh, he laid it on at the end, getting two knockdowns in the final round, which seemed to sway some of the cards his way. You know, I'm actually happy he got the win, but I don't necessarily agree with the scorecards as they were. Um, but happy he got the victory because I wasn't I wasn't a big fan of how Ellis was handling himself. Um, and then Boots, oh Boots, that was a tough one to watch as it was it was boring and non-eventful. But my guy hit me up and he said he didn't see what was so special about Ennis after watching the fight. But uh, you know I believe Chikadron would have made it that difficult for anyone he was fighting as he was he was determined to get his steps in that night. Holy shit! Incredible footwork on display for twelve rounds. You know, almost as if his game plan was to simply survive the entire fight rather than actually fight someone. But seeing Boots get frustrated at points was interesting. See how he was going to handle himself under under this, you know, different kind of pressure, the pressure to end a fight and keep the hype train going. But I think he handled it as he needed to. He continued hunting him down, striking as much as he could. You know, a clear-cut victory across the cards, just very boring. And I don't fault him for having a terrible dance partner. Um, and then Davis and Garcia. I will, I'll say first that Garcia surprised me. I I expected Davis to put Hector away within six rounds, but he was in there and sticking to sticking to Davis pretty good. He just couldn't land, you know. Davis. He, it wasn't until the fight broke out in the crowd, which uh, by the way, it appeared to involve all of the Gary Russells. <laughs> <laughs> but uh and i heard meek mill was maybe been involved with his crews but uh when take started getting the the damage in it was after that after the distraction because both fighters stopped fighting the rough time or stopped the fight to see what was going on um and i don't know if it was because of the distraction or fatigue from his recent fight with his um his, his lady <laughs> you know he just wasn't the same davis i was expecting to see but uh hector was better than expected he, I didn't. I didn't think he was very fast. I didn't think he was very strong. But for some reason, he was able to stick in there with Davis, which was concerning to me for what Davis was supposed to be having coming up. But um, he he seemed very composed until that final round where he said uh, he said no mass and he didn't return for round nine. He said he said the shots caused him to not be able to see for a bit, you know. But he gained his vision back after the fight concluded. Uh, Tank's power is clearly still there, but the eight rounds it took to develop was a little concerning. You know, when I consider Ryan Garcia watching and analyzing this fight, as I think we can agree, Ryan is faster and stronger than Hector, and he will be more well-rested. You know, the super fight we've all been waiting for is bound to be something special. I will say that. But I originally thought Ryan was re wasn't ready for this. I thought he was going to get knocked out. But if he fights the same tank we saw this week, I think Ryan has a huge opportunity to shock the world. So looking forward to that. I know there's a... One of those zone misfit things going on um, tomorrow night, this weekend. Um, KSI fighting some some buffoon, and uh, uh, who is it? L Brook. Uh, she's fighting some. I don't know. I don't think. I think these misfit ones are the ones where nobody's 
Nobody's uh like a prof- well they're professional. They're, I think their fights are professional. Pretty sure that they are sanctioned that way. But uh, you know, I mean, they're not like uh, long term athletes. They're they're kind of influencers of such. I think I think L. Brook is like a OnlyFans chick. I th- I'm pretty sure. But uh, Ebony Bridges has been endorsing her pretty heavy. I know KSI and Jake Paul always have their long going beefs. I don't think I've seen KSI fight before. I just see him making goofy faces on TV all the time. But uh, UFC Fight Night returns this weekend as well. Excited for that. I heard Gastelum isn't fighting. I wonder if I could pull that up real quick. See who is on the card because I know our hometown uh, Terrence McKinney, I don't believe he fights till next week. So we got Sean Strickland fighting uh, Nazardine Amavev. Dan Ige fighting Damon Jackson. Um, we got a Nurmagomedov on here. George Neal fight's been canceled. Um, Kevin Gastelum was canceled. I heard I did read about that. I saw his face was all busted up, but I don't know what happened. And it looks like quite a bit of these fights were canceled. So glad it's free because UFC 283 in uh brazil is the following week yep and that's uh oh that's gonna be a fun one we got Tashira versus john mahal hill uh figueredo versus brandon moreno i think that's their fourth fight stoked neil magny and gilbert burns hell yeah jessica andrade versus lauren murphy paul craig versus johnny walker yeah that's gonna be fun and then on the prelims we got uh got some more trying to find it where is he man is he not on here Oh, Terrence McKinney, there he is. He's on the early prelims, but that's dope. Still, it's a pay-per-view. Looking forward to him. Get us a victory, Terrence. And that's that's about going to wrap it up, I think. The new show, uh, The Last of Us, that was a video game. That's coming, uh, making its premiere this weekend on Showtime. I'll be checking that out. My wife's stoked. She loved that video game. She said it made her cry. The story was so good. I haven't played that one yet. Maybe I'll check that out. Um, and then another guy at my work told me to check out the Walking Dead definitive um, series or video game. Um, I don't know what the what exactly it's called, but I put it in my list to check out. But he said I would love it. Won a bunch of awards. So we'll see. Uh, I guess I'll just close you guys out with this uh, new album coming out in May. Super excited to share it with you guys. It's going to be very different than all the vibes of my other albums. It's very, very dark, very deep. Um, there's there's some grungy shit. It's grit. It's, there's rock and roll. There's this shit, and you're going to hear it here. Cigarettes and bourbon. Check it out. Get it through, get it through, get it through, get it through.